Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you want legendary service. If you, you want sweeter discounts. Trap under Linwick and Shira. See what it's all about. Switch to insurance. Get a quote and save by bundling auto and home with insurance. Hello and welcome to week 17 of the Foot Weekly Podcast. This is a content pod and delighted to welcome back and say a happy new year to Air Japes. Hello, how are we doing? Hey Ben, happy new year. Uh, excited to be back and not be living in like a COVID fog or haze that was the past, yeah. I don't know, week or so. It took wow. that took the whole Jabe's household down, uh, but everybody is back to close to full steam at this point. And so, you know, as we cruise on head towards team of the year and ultimate team, I figure the rest of 2023 has got to be better for the Jabe's clan. Yeah, yeah, not the way you want to start, but uh, we had last week filling in Josh and he's back as well. Welcome to the pod again, Spreadsheet FIFA. Yeah, thank you very much for, uh, for having me. Slightly Slightly tired this morning after an incredible night of American hand egg last night. It was uh, the, the last oh, the last fixtures in the regular season. It was uh, there's lots on the line. Did you stay up through the Packers game? I did. Yes. Yes. Wow, that's kind of was <laughs> It was tough to stay awake in the middle of the third quarter because that was a low quality game. Aaron Rodgers has lost it, unfortunately. Having grown up a Packers fan with my mom's side of the family, all from Wisconsin, uh, Rodgers decline is yeah. painful it's going to be an interesting step away i don't know if he's announced his retirement but it feels like it feels like it's coming for sure mm, i have no idea i should probably know what's going on by now living in the u.s for a few months but i don't <laughs> so we'll move swiftly on to something i do know about which is unfortunate but you know barnsley going out of the fa cup i'm i'm sorry about that richard buckley but it's nice to have you on the podcast anyway well you, you had one person on your side who didn't have a clue, but now you just ruined that friendship. Well, <laughs> so, um, yeah, great to be back on the podcast. Uh, out of the FA Cup, but still in a promotion hunt for the playoffs at yeah. Barnsley FC. So is that's it, all see, that matters. Is it really a good thing? I mean, that's sometimes what people say when yeah, the team's doing well. Yeah, why not? We'll go with that. We'll spin that narrative. Well, let's move on to the first thing, as we often do pound for pound powerhouse but I think this is going to cause a bit more discussion uh, than it normally does we might go on a bit of a tangent basically uh, one of the nominations was for Douglas Luis the inform from Hav because he went from a 78 to an 87 which is as Hav says similar to a big promo boost 
He got 87 reactions, 92 composure, excellent passing stats, decent pace and defending, as Hav says. And if you disregard his shooting, he's 80 plus in every stat bar six. Playing alongside Vieira and he's excellent as a more defensive box to box, but can sling in the odd long shot too. Bonus points for having blonde hair in game and being easy to spot on the pitch, which is always helpful. And then he actually followed up with this question, which we'll probably break up pound for pound with. He said, it would be good to get people's thoughts on the new Team of the Week boosting system, which I'm not sure if EA have spelled out or if it's semi-random as to what the upgrades will look like. Does it also make one to watch more attractive, potentially two, if they have the chance to get a double boost? And actually, I should say it's not just the double boost, but there's an extra feature Team of the Week in each Team of the Week, I believe, too. I was wondering that, Josh. I don't think they were too specific about it, right? Certain overalls will get a bigger upgrade. Well, it looks like... I saw a lot of people saying they're just giving double boosts, which isn't technically true. It does get true as the mm. higher up you get, but it seems like they've essentially bumped up the boost that cards get due to their rating. So there's, the inform system has always been on a strict... If your card is this rating and you get an inform, you go to this rating on your inform. Uh, and it seems like they've kind of move that up much further like i think there's you're getting like plus eights now when you're kind of 75 rated which is a mm. massive massive boost because what it then means is your second inform is then going to be like an 86 87 rated card that's hyper hyper usable so it seems like it's going to just be a pretty uniform boost across the board now and they've they've just got a new system that they're using which for me is brilliant because so much of the issues that we get with promos and rewards being lackluster is because it was based off the team of the week system, which kind of feels outdated in the current you know, era of so many promos with massively boosted cards. And as you say, with ones to watch, if we get headliners, for example, it would be massive for that too. I actually think this probably means we won't get headliners now because it would be way too overpowered. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the kind of, even somebody like you go to Erdegaard getting a plus two boost, even though he already had an 88 rated player in the game, the fact that those higher rated cards are still getting an extra ratings boost is going to be massive for just giving us way more usable players, especially those lower league players that usually are like 80 rated in forms that nobody looks at. Mm, yeah. And also they still use this algorithmic boost for uh, Team of the Week players, which is sort of a set formula that they've had for a long time, which is quite interesting because it creates some really overpowered elements to cards sometimes, mm. which you don't get through their non-standard upgrade system where they make sure that the power curve is nice and balanced by you know, making a player's reactions lower, for example, or um, just kind of tweaking it to keep them in line. You'll actually probably, potentially see some quite uh, funky looking stats because of this. So yeah, I'm all for it. I think it will spice things up quite a bit. And actually tying into that, Richard, you may have seen that there's been uh, some champs reward changes. Have you had a look at you? Enjoying that already? Did that go well for you this weekend? No, not really. As as always, uh, <laughs> Champions Awards never seem to to reward. But I think it, it adds more sort of a, any element to get more out of the games that you're playing is is always good. Mm. I think with the with the inform, just just to tag on the back of that, it, it could rejuvenate a little bit of the one to watchers as well. Like mm. if we are going to see these crazy boosts and these huge upgrades it could have a knock-on effect of the the one-to-watch market slash interest in those players could be heightened a little bit because realistically, one-to-watch, as soon as the first 
promo post one to watch comes out, one to watch seems to take a dive unless mm. you're Erling Haaland, in which it takes a dive probably like mid-December. <laughs> so I think that could be could be relatively interesting as well with the the seemingly like incredible boost that a lot of the team of the week items are getting. Yeah. And the other thing that they have thrown into the mix to improve champs rewards is that you're getting these extra picks while previously it may have been tempting to stop at 11. There's a bit more of a motivator to kick on to 14 because 11 gives you two lots of picks, which are between two 84 plus rated players. uh, Whereas 14 gives you three picks between three players, 84 plus. So is that something that might be encouraging you, Josh, to push on from 11, do you think? What I really want is the most enjoyable experience I can get out of it. And the sweat from 11 to 14 for a kind of mid-ability player who plays champs, which is somebody like myself, is like those 11 to 14, it's amazing how much more stressful your week is when you start off going, I'm going to get 14 wins rather than, Mm. you know, if you're in a tough game or you get a couple of bad breaks, you can just go, all right, we'll move on to the next one. It doesn't really matter. But I like just in general, I think it's really nice, uh, uh, both in the team of the week side of things, but also in the champ side of things to slowly improve stuff because I think one of the issues we've always had as a power curve has happened or as a year's gone on is that the rewards don't change and so it kind of the the ability to kind of really grow your team quickly at the beginning of the year falls off massively as time goes on because and how many ultimate packs do you get where you go that was amazing I've made so many coins from that Mm. whereas actually giving us those extra picks even if they are untradeable you're going to get decent fodder to go into SPCs to you know reinvest in your team. And I, I, I like it. I worry slightly that maybe it's another step towards the path of a fully untradeable game. But I, I definitely think it's been a massive boost. And especially in that 16, 18, 19, definitely around the 18, 19 wins, it, it kind of makes a nice little change for the people that really, really play the game to, to a to a hard extent. I think it's a bigger thing for people who were getting six wins and checking out. It's worth going to nine now to just get that extra pick and get that extra kind of next thing. Mm. Yeah, 11 to 14. But I think if I'm 11 and two or 11 and three, then we'll go for it. But otherwise, I'm <laughs> I'm just going to stick with my 11 mm. for now. Yeah, I was also going to add, actually, I don't think I made this clear, but for those who didn't have a look at this, you're also still getting the same red picks as previously, and that's important to know. Yes. And obviously with an improved team of the week, that makes them more exciting. And I guess even that alone may have made a bit of a difference, but you've got these extra fodder picks in there too. Japes, I know you don't play for rewards, you often say that, but uh, has this made you think about, I don't know, playing a bit further on in champs or anything like that? It will not impact my decision-making about how much, like the amount of foot champs that mm. I play. It's never, I think, going to be the case for me again. <laughs> maybe, maybe the only thing that, it would be more so if I was like on a tear and like 16 or no, I would be playing to try to get a 20 and no, because that feels like a, I've like pushed myself to achieve something that I don't achieve that often. That said, I wrote a couple, maybe a month ago now in snacks or in my P2P snacks, which is my newsletter. And I talked about how they need to keep the World Cup red pick system and how team of the week needs to be changed because it's kind of useless the way it's set up as so they need to do like one of those two things at least to stay have champs stay relevant 
going forward in 2023. Mm. And they did both. <laughs> so I am yeah. I'm like absolutely like over the moon with that because that's that's new behavior from EA. That is not the like tried and true. This is what was planned for the cycle. You know, I don't know, but maybe it was planned that after the World Cup system, they said, yeah, we're going to have to adjust accordingly. I'd like to think that they um, are more willing to try things on the fly now based on how they've behaved in like, especially in the summers in previous years, trying to tweak the system, try some new things. Mm. But that like that Douglas Louise card is a perfect example. It's like, how irrelevant would that card have been? Mm. And now you've got somebody being like, yeah, that could be pound for pound. Like mm. what? Also, yeah. also, it makes SBCs far more achievable for people, which I think is going to keep people engaged far more. Because even if you are treating these cards as fodder or red picks, what an 87 rated team means might be a little bit easier now. Now, that said, they're not going to boost the base gold ratings. And so, you know, you might see SBCs just actually creep in expense level as well, mm. which would be yep. a bit of a bummer. But, you know, that tends to happen as the year goes on. Yeah, something I wanted to move on to actually in terms of this topic is champs because it feels like they've really uh, made some changes here to encourage people to play it. But they've also been giving out points, haven't they, over the last few weeks so that you can enter playoffs without having to grind those points. And that got me thinking, it's been a while since the new system was introduced with playoffs and finals. Since then, it's probably suffered from a bit of a lack of competitive edge perhaps I mean it's still competitive in many ways but for some people there hasn't been that drive to improve I'd say and potentially they could it's fair to say yeah be accused of shifting focus away with other things where actually I quite like champs being the pinnacle and I was just interested to know what you three thought about that Japes uh, do you want to come in first yeah so once upon a time, champs was like the competitive mode. And it was clear that if you did really, really well in champs, like you could get your name out there as a competitive FIFA player, theoretically. Mm. It was like the aspirational game mode. Like it, rivals was what rivals was, but champs was a, this is your like the aspirational. You want to be great. You want to show off your skills. You do it in foot champs. You get 30 wins or whatever. Nobody like there's in some ways like no disputing it. The current system with rivals is a better system for measuring who's good at the game or who's bad at the game, mm. right? Because random things can happen over the course of 20 or 30 games. But if you can stay at consistently high level in rivals, at least to me, that is going to showcase a higher level of skill because you're consistently beating opponents at or above your skill level to move up the mode has shifted now into kind of a icing rewards mode mm. for most parts like i like going in there because i think it's a fun mode it's the most rewarding mode you can play during that period of time like if you've already gotten your rivals wins certainly but also even if you haven't like Champs is extremely rewarding in terms of moving your team forward. And I think it's treated as such for a lot of people. And the reason I think you see a drop off of six wins, 11 wins and out is because people are looking at their teams now and saying, how much is this champs actually going to improve my team? Like, who am I going to change out? I've got a bunch of heroes. I got a bunch of icons that I really like. There's nobody mm. new out there that I need to go after. I bet you would see an uptick in champs if they released a 
I don't know, like an insane SBC, throwback SBC, right? Or put like a Pele SBC up there that people needed to like really grow out, go out and grind towards. Until that happens, it's, you know, it, it's treated as a way to improve your team mm. and people don't really need major improvements. I think there's another uh, like side that I look at this at, which is that at the end of the day, like, what you go into a game for is different for everybody. Some people want to go into a game to be the best they can be at it. Some people want to go into a game to, you know, show off to their friends. Some people are just looking for a bit of fun. And I feel like the champs mode or the funneling of a lot of the gameplay towards champs mode made the game in general slightly less fun i think it gave rise to more toxicity and more of a kind of ag in the community over quitting at nil nil and all of those sorts of things what's weird about this year for me is that because we've now got skill-based matchmaking in friendlies champs is the most enjoyable game mode for me this year because it's a simpler matchmaking system where i tend to get more quote-unquote easy games and actually i tend to check out at 9-11 wins even if i could win further because the games are harder and i'm not looking for a kind of stressful experience i just want to have a bit of fun mm. and i think the, the 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 problem that champs has always had and the problem that the move towards it being an esport has been that it's lost an element of that just going in to have a bit of fun. I'm sure there are people that can still find it, but I know for a lot of people, the fun element of FIFA got lost a little mm. bit. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, I know a lot of people who are very good or strong-ish players or above-average players really enjoyed the Daily Knockout Tournament because there was this big variety of quality of play you play and it would get increasingly difficult. And I guess Champs is probably the closest thing we we have to that now because of the the way matchmaking works and that you work your way up and obviously playoffs as well, even more so. So I can see the logic there and I certainly you know, agree that it is fun to play a variety of opponents of different skill levels and if I just played friendlies and rivals where I'm playing you know, elite division players, I probably would be almost questioning my ability because you never really get to see beyond that and realize you're actually a, a player who's up towards the top of the skill I don't know, pyramid, because you're just playing people who are really, really good all the time. And as you say, friendly seems tighter. It's always been skill-based, I think, but it feels tighter this year in terms of the matchmaking than previously. I don't know whether that's because they can do it now with crossplay, perhaps, um, but that seems to be the case. And so, yeah, that, that is something that's almost good about champs this year, but it isn't really what it was meant to be, I guess. But yeah, uh, Richard, what about you? Because I know you're somebody who really enjoys the kind of competitive winning element of the game. I, I suppose I just look at it differently. Like, the thrill I get out of FIFA is winning games. Like if I'm in a, if I know I've matched someone who's really good and I beat that person, I get more of a buzz out of that rather than, I don't know, completing an objective mm. or doing like my main aim of when I turn this game on is to, is to win. And I suppose that's just, yeah, yeah. as Josh said earlier, everyone has different things that they want to get out of yeah, the game. Yeah. And I actually, you know, enjoy champs because one of the things that I really enjoy is, uh, winning games, yes, and being competitive. But I do like to try and do it in a way that I enjoy. And I think Champs gives me the opportunity to do that over a kind of stretch of games where you're going to be playing different opponents with different play styles, where in rivals at the top end, it can be pretty samey. And in friendlies, yeah, people are playing... Super repetitive. Yeah, in friendlies, people are playing to complete specific objectives. So there's always kind of that dynamic there rather than playing football for football's sake, you know. So I think that's why I enjoy it. And actually why I'd encourage people who maybe don't dip into it 
to dip into it. The rewards are good. And I think the biggest thing for me is actually that the like cash rewards are good because you've got informs and you've got coins and the packs are tradable. If you stick to other modes and if you take, you know, untradable rivals rewards, you can end up being so untradable that you don't have the opportunity to go out and try players. And, yeah. and there are plenty of players, especially at the moment, who are like a few hundred K or 600 K even, who'd really improve your team, I think. And you're not going to be able to get to those if you just stick to untradables. You're relying on some pack luck really or SBCs which are very carefully positioned to not be ultra strong unless they're really expensive so yeah and actually I was going to ask I know we talked about this last week Josh but uh, in terms of Gerard, Jairzinho, Zidane uh, either of you considering those Richard? Zidane I think I'm locked in on oh yeah I think during team of the year I'll amount enough stuff to be able to do him and I just think he's 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 a very, very high-level icon that we've already had the alternative version for. We've had the World Cup version, so we're not getting another version of Zidane throughout the mm. cycle. I know that I'm not going to get sort of like duked out of it and there's going to be a an even better, better Zidane coming out that is then going to knock down the price of the 95 and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I'm locked in. I'm locked in on 94 Zidane. Yeah, yeah. I've played against him a few times and he's yeah, a pain to play against. So uh, I feel like he's a good bet. And Jake, what about you? Yeah. I, so I looked at Zidane and I thought to myself, like, this is the exact type of player that I would love in my more like attacking midfield spot in a 4-3-3. Mm. And Richard's point absolutely stands. I found myself wondering though, like I took a look at his stats and I don't love that he's medium medium i just can't seem to get on with that this year mm. he is what 500k cheaper than his 95 and a million coins cheaper than his 96 and looking at the the 95 especially i think is the one where i found myself thinking like hmm are those stats worth like half a million coins more like the answer is probably no mm. and so i think he's I think he's a safe bet if you're in for it because none of his like his work rates aren't going to change either. He's just medium, medium, five star, five star across the board. So he he is really safe. Jairzinho, I have I get really annoyed playing against him. I think he's just like he's kind of obnoxious. I don't know why. It's just because he's like <laughs> so strong for what he is. I think that's really what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. like strength stat compare, combined with his dribbling is quite good. I also think that his like prime version. I'm not convinced it's like that much better. He's just one of those where like that said, I think you're just going to want to use a variety of different attackers as the game goes on and committing that many coins to him, Mm. that many coins to a Brazilian attacker, not named Ronaldo, Ronaldinho or Pele feels bad. And I'm speaking from having gotten like a mid Garincha years prior and being like, gosh, he's great. And then hitting February and being like, mm, I don't, eh, he's like kind of hard to want to fit in now. That said, I think Jairzinho is like right on the curve right now, perhaps even was like a little bit ahead of it mm. and would be good for a long amount of time. And so if you can get, you know, a million coins worth of enjoyment out of him, you know, by all means, yeah. like go forth and be happy. But I, um, the fact is, if your alternative is gamble packs every week, they are better than that. Like, that has to be said, especially with Team of the Year coming, if people are saving packs with rate, minimum ratings, all that kind of thing. I think I can see why people, you know, would be doing these. I would like to now move us to some cheaper players and uh, particularly 
powerful bound powerhouses. We started with Inform Douglas Luis, who is only 20k, so that's very cheap. I don't know whether there's anyone out there that people want to put forward. Uh, I guess we'd start with you, Richard. Is there anyone out there at the moment? So I've got one, and he is about 200k. So he's not he's not super cheap, but in the current market, it's not ridiculous. Mm. And he is a foot centurion. He is. Mr. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Mm. I used him quite a bit. I think I got 17, 18 games out of him. I really, really like him. I'm a big, big fan of fullbacks who can pass. And he yeah, really can pass. Can't he? <laughs> Look, he's yeah, I mean, he's, he's, his ability on the ball is incredible. He's quick. He's got really good dribbling as well. So in those tight areas at fullback, he can sort of wriggle out. He can switch the play nicely. And he's sort of like a... Not necessarily pre-investment. I wouldn't say that as such. I'm not giving financial advice, but <laughs> I think that team of the year, there's going to be a couple, maybe three or four Prem players in there. And he he could be that fullback to sort of, just to give you a little bit at, at right back, because right back's also one of those positions in FIFA where we don't have huge amount of players. Obviously, we got Trippier if you did that during mm. um, wildcards. But there's a lot of players who have, have have been released, maybe missing a stat here or there. I think he's just really, really well-rounded. I'm also just a big fan of Trent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him in real life, so it sort of adds to it. And he's got giant throwing. So if you do need a late <laughs> goal, you just launch it into the box. Um, I think he got like four new traits as well, which yeah, yeah. was quite nice. Yeah, we're going to talk about new traits on the gameplay pod so I'll leave it for that but yeah it's been interesting to see what's gone on around the traits recently um, as a pro club's player yourself Richard I'm sure you'll recognise a few as well because many of them have never been in foot before but have been in pro clubs for a while so we'll talk about that on the gameplay pod but um, yeah a good nomination and actually this demonstrates how good value your nomination last week was uh, Josh in Trippier right? For two tokens I just felt like it was Whilst it's not like a player that you could purchase or an SPC, he was like, I felt like it was a mistake. It just felt like a really, really good level. You know, he he isn't going to be an end game player, but he's also not really going to let you down. Like maybe his agility, maybe his strengths a little bit low, but I watched somebody score like seven or eight unbelievable long shots with him because he's got that 89 shot power and with that flick up yeah. power shot oh he's ridiculous you know I wanted to apologise actually because when I put out the vote for pound for pound I accidentally put in Felix who you reviewed on the gameplay pod rather than him <laughs> so uh, an official apology from me That's because okay. the player that I nominated then won so it looks like a fix but I promise it wasn't yeah, and uh, I can promise you it was well, well I mean I think <laughs> I probably deserve a winner but uh, Trippier could have won for sure so I promise you Josh I won't be making the same mistake this week who are you going to nominate uh, so I'm stuck I, I was going to riff off of uh, riff off of Richard's traits thing and maybe go for that SPC Politano because that's a hilarious card. Yeah, he got all of them, didn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, The fact he had a scroll bar on his traits page was brilliant. Um, Mm. However, I'm going to go for an inform, you know, in keeping with the conversation we've had. Uh, And I'm going to go for a early FIFA 22 legend in Louis Sapenda, who has now moved to Mm. um, Lens in France and has got this is his second inform 
um, and he went from an 81 to an 85. He's almost maxed out pace. He's 99 acceleration, 98 sprint speed. And I've seen like marksman and finisher kind of put forward as the best chem styles for him. And both of them just give him stats that a player that is 15K shouldn't really have. He is only three-star, three-star, and that is going to kill a lot of people's kind of enjoyment of him. But he's high-low work rates, which is brilliant for an attacker. And if you put a finisher on him, he has 99 acceleration, 99 finishing, 99 agility, 99 dribbling, 99 jumping. And is kind of just a bit of an all-rounder. Like, even his passing is fairly solid for... Again, a fairly cheap striker. I think he's 92 rated with a finisher if you kind of go off the the stats that he has. Mm. And for what is pretty much a discard informal one that is at fodder price, I, I, I like him. Links to that Fadiga uh, SBC that we had as well. Um, so yeah, I, 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 that's, my, that's my push forward for this one. It's funny. So I actually got completely done by him in champs in the last like 10 minutes of a game I think it was only by at least two goals and he came on and scored a hat trick as an absolute nightmare so I completely agree with you it's a really good nomination well, let's move on to I guess Japes your pound for pound nomination this week yeah uh, can I do uh, yours was Kimmich's winner wild card yeah yeah go for it yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, he's not, this I mean, coming yeah he's I am not serious about doing him as a well I'm like sort of serious he's a baller like truly truly baller impact like difference maker mm. you'll have a hard time getting him out of my midfield just because he he's like surprisingly good going forward with a hawk because it boosts his shot power up to 93 and his long shots up to 96 so he's like deceptively mm. good at finishing he's also got 94 base positioning then yeah. with the chemistry style he obviously has the insane 99 across the board dribbling stat, maybe 98 dribbling. There's one that's 98, which feels yeah, weird. Like, why did you do that? Yeah, dribbling is 98, the rest are 99, yeah. Yeah, which is super weird. So there's some, he's got short passing stats and vision stats, and he's great. And his base defensive stats are amazing. You give him the Hawk, he's got 99 aggression, which is just mouthwatering, <laughs> um, and 96 stamina. And he just is, he's like everywhere. He's tenacious. He feels like you would imagine Joshua Kimmich should feel uh mm. and he's playing my box to box lcm role because he's got high medium work rates which they always give him even though it feels like well if he was a right back those would make sense but he only plays right back in an emergency mm. and so he really should be more like a high high work rate player but yeah consistently do that but the best part is he allows me to take the world cup viera and swap him back into the defense very very easily so that's my like low key or not not so low key not so high okay. key yeah. uh pound for pound but really the card that I consistently there there are two cards here that I consistently bring off the bench and I'm like these cards are great I don't know why I don't see them more often mm. base foot hero Thomas Brolin oh, is yeah. jokes Mm. he's jokes and I've used his 89 and I just even I see the boost difference like I see, I visually see it and the 89 is 400k more than him and I got the base hero Brolin like out of one of the packs and I bring him on now as my like more attacking oriented center mid and he's so freaking good mm. he scores all the time for me and I just don't understand because of how versatile he can play so many different spots I just don't understand why more people haven't his his stats are a lie there's occasionally just a card where the like stats are purely just a lie and 
His, I would say, is absolutely one of those. So he's won the Bruno Guimaras, Guimaras card. The Path to Glory one is now down to like 200K and he is as complete of a box-to-box midfielder as you can have. Mm. So those are, I'm cheating Ben and doing what I want because, you know, I missed yeah. a week. So the, I feel like COVID I got to sneak a few yeah. more in there and that's how we go. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but those guys are, those guys are truly, truly outstanding. Yeah, uh, I like that. And I'll quickly round off with uh, the real best right back at Liverpool, which is obviously James Milner. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at his garden actually. He's like, what, 25k at the moment? And he has high defensive medium attacking, which is great if you're playing him in a midfield pivot. But he's also got 86 defensive awareness and 95 aggression. And yes, he's not you know, the fastest 78 pace, but having used slightly slower defensive midfield players, I think he'll be okay there. And he has 93 reactions and 90 composure too. He's got good enough short passing, 89, and long passing at 87. Obviously, he's 91 crossing, a little bit wasted at CDM. Um, but still, yeah, 95 interceptions with a shadow. And I think is someone that, because of his higher acceleration than sprint speed, he'll probably feel good enough you know, to chase down players. And I don't know, with, it, with the fact he's 5'8", and he's relatively physical, I think he's going to have a bit of a sort of Kante-ish vibe. And I don't know, the idea of James Milner holding down your midfield is just kind of entertaining at this point when he's 37. Yeah, so, if you're in like 2010. I don't want to be that guy yeah. on in-game stats, but he has the 28th most in-game stats of any player in the game. Does he? Yeah. That's, that's he a, is two in-game stats behind Can Yaya Can you name the 27? All right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Christmas 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 uh, but yeah, he's two behind the World Cup hero, Yaya Torre. There's a reason Yaya Torre's a million and a half coins and James Milner's 25. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he does have 97 penalties, which is probably not <laughs> super useful. But Yeah, that's not uh, where you want to see the stats. And 91 crossing, which is also probably not helping, as I said. So I will say that you look at his card, though, with his like 93 base reactions, Ben, you know I'm a fan. But if you were yeah, to yeah, put yeah. a hawk on him, like I very much enjoy doing as a box-to-box kind of like CM, you get mm. their shot power long shots up and he's he's really like pretty well-rounded. Yeah, four-star, four-star too. So you can do some Bubba spins from the pivot and position. And he would allow you to put place Vieira back in the defense where he belongs. Vieira has yeah. no, no <laughs> job being a midfielder in this game. Also, side note, throwback to Christmas quiz. Oh, yeah. My wife made sausage rolls not too long back. Big fan. Oh, oh interesting. Oh, good. We found one that was supposed to be traditional UK with some like American ingredients because you can't get some of the stuff. Big fan though. I can see why people like them at the turn when you're playing golf. I watched Rick Shields video. (laughs) Everywhere he goes, he looks for one of those. So what's the Mm. next UK-based baked goods? You should try then, Richard and Josh. The steak bake. Oh, I was going to be in there with a steak bake as well. I guess a pasty is another similar thing you could give a go. I mean, I've watched a lot of the great british baking show or bake off or whatever they've called it now and i am always like to my wife i'm like look at that you know you guys have like all the little like pies and stuff that are savory we don't we like don't do that here stateside and in the midwest in chicago when it's like 20 degrees or less fahrenheit outside you're like that sounds good to me i would like one of those please and thank you yeah well maybe we should get listeners to send in the Pound for pound pies. <laughs> yeah, pound for pound pie. That, that's what we need. That's what we need. Talking of which, uh, I think what we need right now then is a break and a uh, very late one at that. We'll be back in just a moment to talk team of the year 
and Foot Centurion's issues. Hello, and in this break, it is a new year, so it's a time for looking back and looking forward. And I wanted to say thank you very much for all your support again in 2022 and moving forward into 2023. The pod has now been running for, well, it's into its eighth calendar year, which is crazy, something I'd never thought would be possible. And frankly, it wouldn't have been possible without support from those supporters out there. So if you're listening to this and thinking, mm, yeah, I could potentially spare £3 a month for twice the podcast content and that giveaway, actually, at the moment as well, the 36,000 FIFA point giveaway, uh, then, as I always say, it's so greatly appreciated. You can keep the podcast going and get plenty in return too. It's really quick and easy to sign up. Uh, you can go to bit.ly slash Xmas 23 points. That's bit.ly slash Xmas 23 points. Or just search support for weekly really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this and let's jump back into the podcast we've all spent more time with family lately it can feel like old times but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it at sandy spring bank we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management trust services and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth we believe real banking is a conversation let's talk about your dreams Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. Hello, welcome back after the break. So the Team of the Year nominees will be revealed today, but not quite yet at time of recording. Uh, likely to be a few surprise inclusions. Who's going to be this year's Hossaloo? Probably, what? We think Wout Weghorst or someone like that. Oh, mate. If he comes to United. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Especially (laughs) after the goal for the Dutch or for Holland in the World Cup against Argentina. It'd be a classic. Uh, Honestly, I couldn't be more excited about the fact that either Abubakar or Wout Weghorst could be signing for Manchester United. I mean, man alive. Actually, just moving on. uh, There was questions over Team of the Year, impact on the market. I guess Josh, you can probably handle that. I mean, it tends to cause a bit of panic, but ultimately... I guess it's kind of one of those things that everyone expects in a way. So yeah, we've we've gone through phases with like Black Friday where there was always like a market crash just before Black Friday, and then it became a thing where people were expecting the market crash. So you got the market crash before the market crash, mm. and now it kind of just doesn't happen as much. And usually, it's big things in games that we're not expecting that cause massive shifts in the market. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Team of the Year this year, because last year it was nowhere near as good as it had been in previous years in terms of the players that we were given weren't as good as they had been before. And if the same thing happens again, especially with it potentially being another two-week promo again like it was last year where we got a full week of them all being in packs, we may see a situation where the market impact is fairly similar to last year. So if you've got a player and you don't know whether they're going to go up or down, find a similar player last year, have a look at what happened. Mm. I do feel like they're giving us way more opportunity to stack packs. It feels like this whole season, and actually the Centurions promo being bad, has kind of been an encouragement to go, stack some packs, like the 80 plus SBC that got released yesterday, where it's like silver players, but do it a hundred times and we'll give you all of these fodder packs. And then you've got 180 plus packs for team of the year even the the season rewards which is something i didn't talk about but i'm really glad they changed because it's always been a bugbear that they keep exactly the same season rewards the fact that they've been given as like a hold these for team of the year maybe we'll see a bigger market impact because more people will have more packs but the probability is that they're just going to have a terrible drop weight even worse than usual yeah it would be interesting to know i know Richard, do you have any particular kind of thoughts on whether 
they'll be strong enough to kind of have as big an impact as they previously had because the players out at the moment are really, really good. I think the only one last year that sort of got hard done by was De Bruyne, mm. if memory serves me correct. Like he, well, he was very good, but he weren't as good as what we expected, shall we say. The players that are released are going to be unbelievable. I think it's more, last year we got, we, we sort of got like a the honourable mention nominees all, we got loads of cards, if I'm not mistaken, like as well as the team of the year team. I would expect something like that again to get the, we can only have 11 team of the year players. So when yep. the, the the players who aren't out, who deserve it, especially after the World Cup that a lot of those players had, I think the, the nominees could be also very lucrative, shall mm. we say. So I think there's going to be more more opportunities. Yeah. And Japes, we have to say, you know, fair play to you. Yeah, I think they've made it not just a promo for the very wealthy or the very spendy uh, foot players. Uh, at least that's the impression I get. Yeah, I mean, you can get packs so many different ways now. So I, I think the only thing is like everybody's saving packs now, right? Yeah. What's funny about the Centurion's promo, I feel like it was mistimed. Doing it in the middle mm. of the season felt weird to me. They could have made it an epic promo right before team of the year or team of the season, excuse me, where it's like mm. these players that have been club legends, the season's closing down. There's a bit of nostalgia. You give them epic boosts. The idea is good. It just ended up in throwaway promo time. So Yeah, I think it's one of the best sort of ideas for a promo that we've had in a long time. I just think the, the execution of it, even the fact that Look, it's all about 100, 100, 100 games, 100 goals, 100 assists. Why do then... I would have loved it if I played 100 games with Jimmy Vardy. In my club, I get a boost. If I get 100 goals, yeah. I get a plus one shooting. Or just things to make these items better than they are. Real talk, has there ever been a less hype promo that included Neymar? <laughs> yeah. Probably, generally, <laughs> yeah. probably not. I don't think so. Seriously. Yeah. Like, generally, when Neymar's in a promo, it's like, hmm, let's open some packs. Yeah. This should have been the promo to make people open the saved packs. So mm. then you spend more for team of the year. Like, the, But it's had the reverse effect. Like, people have been so much put off by the players in it and the the real lack of entertainment and excitement in it that it's more people are saving than than ever like the amount of people it feels very numbers up from last year yeah yeah but without the without the boost that you're kind of that that is the obvious thing to do that like you that it's such a great idea to give them boosts or winter wild cards we saw so many cards given 99 stats mm. Like, have that and have the joke that it's a Centurion's promo and every car gets 99 in something. Yeah, I found it odd that they did those 99s with Winter Wild Cards because it was kind of funky enough as it was because of the changes that they were making to players in terms of, you know, a few positioning changes, the types of players they were using. I feel like that boost to 99 thing could have been applied to, yeah, as you say, something like this really well, especially as a lot of these players have lower pace. So some of them with 99 pace would be really fun. Although, didn't Trent have hidden pace? He did, yeah. When they, they his face card stats at eighty six, despite him having ninety sprint speed and ninety acceleration. Mm. Yeah, actually, yeah, while we're talking about, it, is there anything else people want to add on foot centurions just before we wrap up? Any play you want to pick out? Because I think other than that, we're pretty much ready to wrap up. Actually, one thing I did want to say: if you want to vote for pound for pound at Foot Weekly Pod on Twitter, the vote will be there this week. Um, yeah, anything else from anyone else? I have a prediction for who won't be a nominee. And it's Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> You'd imagine not. But I bet he gets a cheeky team of the week or something. Uh, on that, we should say thank you very much to James. Great to have you back on 
for the first podcast that you've been on of 2023. Where can people catch that newsletter, which they should catch? Right now, it's on my Twitter, uh, but Elon has decided to shut down the software that I use. So it's going to be switching the Substack. Uh, I'll have to provide a direct link in the future. My Twitter, of course, is at AirJapes. And we've also had Josh. Thank you very much for coming on this content podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, it's been uh, it's been good to be on. I'm uh, coming into like the fun part of the year with Team of the Year and League SBCs. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Spreadsheet FIFA um, on everywhere. Nice. So yeah. Yeah. Check out plenty of League SBC related tips and things like that. AZ Alkmaar. That's all I'm saying. AZ Alkmaar. Okay, okay. Good little tip to end the pod. And finally, Richard, good to have you back on the pod. I I don't think I said Happy New Year to you specifically, actually, to start. So, yeah, Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Same to you. And uh, you can find me on all social media at rbuckley98. And you can also catch the finals of the EA Sports Cup next Monday and Wednesday, which I will be featured on twitch.tv forward slash EA Sports FIFA. Do you want to see that? Nice. Should be fun. And what else is fun? A 36,000 free point giveaway going on on the Patreon at the moment. If you're a supporter, get involved. If you're not yet a supporter, then it's a great time to support. Remember, you get an extra podcast every week. This week, it'd be the content pod. Next week, gameplay. It's just £3 a month. It's super easy and convenient to join up. But you can go to bit.ly slash pod 23 points or just search support for weekly. If you do consider it, then thank you very much. And if not, perhaps you consider subscribing via the various different podcast platforms so you can get this main feed podcast into your podcast providing app. If you're listening on YouTube, then drop a like, leave a comment. It really helps. And finally, a big thanks to all those supporters keeping the podcast going, including those icon patrons. Dave B, Hugh J, Coach Vass, DJ FIFA player, Alan G, Alistair, Anthony R, Dominic P, Rob P, Jeff B, Stephen F, Tom B, Damon H, David S, Nick Jack M, Eric T, Neil P, Adam G, Dan W, Waterman, Jake G, Roger D, Springford, Alec, Bracco, Nishant, Harry P, Alex M, Lee A, Brendan W, Andrew C, Joe W, Timothy J, Dylan, Adam R, Sam K, Graham W, Andy, Ads H2K, and Brian V. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add, though. FIFA's a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. 
That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.